This is Marcus de Costa, pastor of House of Israel UK, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I also want you to know that the message you're about to hear will inspire, challenge, and provoke you unto the kingdom of God's citizenry. So listen carefully, take good notes, and I hope you'll be richly blessed by this message. So brethren, we are going to begin today reading from the book of Luke chapter 4. In Luke chapter 4, if you've been following the missionary journey, this is the first text that I read. And I'm returning to that text to build upon what's been taught so far one of the things that we saw and should begin to appreciate when we come to consider the gospel of the kingdom is that oftentimes brothers and sisters we can focus on the result we can focus on the result, the outcome of Yeshua and his ministry. The result of the examination. But it's rare when people spend time examining the preparation for the test. Messiah was baptized. He was filled with the Spirit. He went in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he came out, he was filled with power when he was ministering the gospel. It's important to recognize, brothers and sisters, that in that process and in that time period of baptism being filled with the spirit preaching the gospel of the kingdom and being tempted Messiah had gone through a preparation whereby he was qualified to receive power and glory from the most high rather than the power and glory and the kingdoms that the devil tempted him with. And one of the things I've been touching on over the last few weeks is we find ourselves in that self-same situation, but we don't necessarily go through the process whereby we tell the devil to get behind me. In the areas where we're tempted, oftentimes people yield to that temptation. Rather than delay their gratification and wait on the Most High. Luke chapter 4. 
And Yeshua, being filled of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Yeshua answered him, saying, It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and, and, the, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If therefore wilt worship me, if thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. What I find remarkable about Yeshua's ministry is at the beginning of his ministry he recognized that worship belongs to Jehovah that service belongs to Jehovah only he 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 understood this from the torah and the way his understanding of the torah being the word made flesh manifested is when the time came he came from Nazareth to be baptized he was filled with the spirit he was driven into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil And then he went about serving the Most High only. Now in serving the Most High only. Though the devil gave, offered him bread. Or tempted him to comply to his word. And turn the bread or the stones into bread. What we see, brothers and sisters, is that Yeshua was fed. We do find situations where Yeshua is hungry in the Bible. We also find situations where Yeshua is thirsty. But in the main, Yeshua is fed. Now, when we come to the conclusion that Yeshua wasn't living off his pension. I remember one time having a discussion with an individual who I wouldn't say was lambasting, but he was critical of the fact that as a minister of the gospel, I encourage people to support the ministry and it turns out 
that this individual in this particular example had been watching the ministry and had been had waited until his retirement before being willing to step out in faith to do any ministry themselves and at the time it was startling to me of how how someone could be so judgmental of someone who is exercising a biblical right while at the same time they have operated in a lack of faith for most of the majority of their lives seen as that they'd come to the knowledge of the truth decades ago but with Yeshua I'm, I'm greatly encouraged by what I see in the Gospels because his life radically changed from the moment he left the water and was filled with the Spirit that's, that's transformation we can learn a lot from that brothers and sisters let's go to Isaiah Isaiah chapter 52 Verse 7 How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings That publisheth peace That bringeth good tidings of good That publisheth salvation That saith unto Zion Thy God reigneth. Prior to Yeshua teaching the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, he had to have known what the gospel of the kingdom was. The good tidings in Isaiah chapter 52 is in the New Testament version of the portion of the Bible is what's translated as gospel so when Yeshua is teaching and instructing the people to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand the time is fulfilled and that the people needed to believe the gospel Yeshua is, is preaching from a place of recognizing that there is good news and the good news that people should repent so they can receive is the good news of the kingdom. This good news was shown unto Isaiah and the good news that was shown unto Isaiah If you can encapsulate what that good news was, what is the good news of the kingdom? 
it's encapsulated unto Isaiah by saying, Thy God reigneth. This, brothers and sisters, is the reason why Yeshua can be a carpenter in Nazareth and retire from carpentry at the tender age of around 30, be baptized, be filled with the Spirit, head into the wilderness and leave in power and glory. Because Yeshua understood and he had a unique insight coming from above that the Most High reigns. See, the devil had access and had a right unto kingdoms, power and glory. But the kingdom, power and glory that the devil had a right to compares nothing to that of the Most High. See, the kingdom, power and glory of the Most High supersedes that of the enemy. So Yeshua can reject the proposal. He can reject the temptation. And what gave him the confidence to do so brothers and sisters, is because that's where he came from. He came from there. So he knows this bread the kingdoms, the power and the glory compares nothing to what the Most High reigns over and is able to promise him and all of those who follow Yeshua. And Messiah's ministry is one whereby he's teaching that ministry or that kingdom is at hand. It is here. And all you need to do to gain access to that kingdom is repent. Because the doors of that kingdom is open. The doors of the kingdom of the Most High is equally open as it is as the devil's kingdom. But therein lies the issue. The issue is a matter of choice. Yeshua's choice was made. And people who believe him make the claim that their choice is made all the while they don't walk as Yeshua walked. Our choice needs to be made. Turn with me to um, Second Corinthians.
chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the gl glorious gospel of Messiah, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel that Yeshua, he taught, that the prophets taught, including John, Messiah resisted temptation in order to subscribe to. He came from there. But when he had he came down from where he came, he had to reapply. He had to reapply to the kingdom because instead of coming being above, he came down and therefore the devil tempted him. However, there are people, brothers and sisters, who haven't gone through the application process. The application process of the kingdom of the Most High, which is good news, is we have to cancel our subscription to that of darkness. And this is why the gospel is so important. The gospel message is so important because there are people who don't even know that they are subscribing to the kingdom of darkness. You've probably been in a similar situation where you look at your bank statement. I was in one this week. I looked at my bank statement and I was in shock and horror to find something that I believed and was told I was unsubscribed from I continue to be subscribed to. And you think, my goodness. But there are people who go their whole lives brothers and sisters, not realising they are part of a citizenry which doesn't have a paper that they've signed using a pen for. That's because they are blind. They cannot see. If they believed the gospel, they would see. 
but because they don't believe the gospel they are blind it's our responsibility brothers and sisters to minister the gospel the true gospel of the kingdom so that people can either choose to stay in darkness or choose to come to the light then the end will come turn with me to second timothy second timothy chapter 2 verse 22 so second timothy chapter 2 verse 22 It says, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. What's interesting about this passage, brothers and sisters, is that it seems to indicate that the responsibility of, of blindness, of the ensnared, is down upon the people. It says that in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. How do you oppose yourself? You oppose yourself by not following after the gospel message, the gospel of the kingdom. Now the gospel of the kingdom as was delivered unto the apostles and unto the prophets is a transformatory word that gets into the very bones and fiber of your being. It transfer, transforms the way you speak. It transforms the way you carry yourself, the way you, the way you communicate to elders and at your, 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 your parents, your mother and your father, how you deal with your children, how you deal with your neighbor, how you deal with your employee, how you deal with your employer, how you praise, how you worship, how you honor God, how you support good works how you unsupport 
bad works. What you touch, what you eat, how you interact with those who are not of you. People oppose themselves when they ignore the protocols that the creator of heaven and earth has made by which his creation can move in alignment with him. That's how you oppose yourself. The devil can't make Yeshua eat bread. Or he can't make Yeshua turn stones into bread. He can't do that. Neither can the devil make you turn stones into bread. He can't make you watch pornography. He can't make you smoke. He can't make you drink drugs or take drugs or drink alcohol. He can't make you eat unclean. He can't do any of those things. What he can do though, is create the infrastructure by which those things are perceived to be normal and acceptable. And he allows you waiting for you to oppose yourself by complying to that which ultimately destroys you. And the gospel of the kingdom is a kingdom message whereby you don't need to subscribe to that anymore because Jehovah reigns. He may be the God of this world, but Jehovah reigns. And you can come into his kingdom and if you come into his kingdom, then what you have to do is stop doing the silliness and the foolishness and the unrighteousness and stop being unclean and unholy because that's part of the devil's kingdom. Verse 26, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil see you put yourself there in most cases so I know that there is your mother and your father have a role to play your environment has a role to play. But in the main, all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. You can recover yourself from the entanglement of the devil. From the subscription of the kingdom of darkness. How do you do that? By walking in light. That's a choice that you make.
This is the gospel of the kingdom. Because no longer should you view the world as a world whereby you have to live a certain way. You have to do this. You have to do that. You don't have to do anything. People can talk about how bad the schooling system is while then at the same time taking their children to school. You don't have to take your children to school. You have a responsibility of educating your children. That's even in the Torah. You have a responsibility to educate your children. But most people shift that responsibility to the education system and then wonder why their children are so, in some cases, messed up. In another kingdom, though, what's stopping you from setting up your own school? What's stopping you from educating your own children? In much the same way, there are people who struggle to find employment. What's stopping you from becoming an employer? Why are you looking for someone to employ you when you can be self-employed? See, the Most High believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. The Most High believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. Much of the time, you have the qualifications, you have the experience, you have the skills and the characteristics to at the very least be self-employed to be a business owner to be an investor to be a tutor or a teacher an educator but we don't believe in ourselves or i'm not going to put that on, on on me many people don't believe in themselves and as a consequence, they are looking outside in a kingdom to a kingdom that oppresses them rather than the kingdom of light that's going to set them free. Like the old timers used to say. Or some, some even other people say it today still. Hello somebody. You can recover yourself. You can redeem the time. You can be set free. Because Jehovah reigns. Jehovah reigns. But like Yeshua said... 
We're to worship him and serve him only. Turn with me to um, the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John chapter 1. Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not the, that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Yeshua is the light. Yeshua is the light, and the light is life. Now notice how people who don't believe the gospel are blind. They choose to oppose themselves, to not recover themselves, to dwell in darkness. And the infrastructure of oppression can make it so that the light appears to be hidden. But what we can see here brothers and sisters. Is that when Yeshua came into the world. Every single person. Has access. To light. Every single person. Has access to life. Messiah said that he is the way, the truth and life. No one comes to the Father but by him. He is the light of the world. The issue is you're dealing with a world that loves darkness. The reason why they prefer darkness when they have access to light John describes in chapter 3 of the Gospel of John verse 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that, through, that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. That light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Here is the contention between light and darkness. The contention between light and darkness, the kingdom that Jehovah reigns and the kingdoms, the power and glory of this world. The contention is most people are in that of darkness. The kingdom of light, however, is better. It's good news. We looked at Psalm 103 and we, we spoke about the benefits of the Most High. It's a better system to be a part of. Death is disannulled in the kingdom of Jehovah. All of the associated conditions that are connected to death are not a part of the kingdom of Jehovah. And so, why would you not want to enter into the kingdom of the Most High? The contention being, if you're in darkness and you come to the light, your deeds get exposed. Now if you are repentant. Exposing of your deeds according to the former man. Is no issue. This is why Paul. He can openly make confession. He persecuted the church. Throughout the gospel, he makes it known. He was zealous for his religion to the degree that he persecuted the church. He complied to people getting uh, removed from their houses, put in prison and worse. He complied to that. He was a part of that. But that's not him anymore. 
But people who are part of the kingdom of darkness, if they're not willing to humble themselves, to become poor in spirit, and repent, confess, and be baptized when their deeds are exposed, that is who they are and who they continue to be and they don't like that contention. They don't like the animosity between darkness and light and therefore they subscribe to the kingdom of darkness. Yeshua's people, however, humble themselves. Those who subscribe to the, to the kingdom of the Most High, where he reigns in our hearts and in the season to come over all of the earth, they humble themselves to the degree that they continue to do truth. They do truth in season out of season summer and winter and they do truth when the truth exposes the darkness that is within them that period of time where Yeshua was being tempted in the wilderness Think about the temptation. Bread. When Yeshua was hungry. The Bible says that there was a voice that came from heaven to say, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, at his baptism. The devil tempts him by saying, if you just worship me, I'll give you kingdoms. I'll give you power. I'll give you glory. They're delivered unto me, but I will give them to you if you just worship. Climb up unto, unto the, 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 the highest part of the temple. Look down and say, you know what? Cast yourself down because it's written. He'll give his angels charge over thee. Lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. The areas of temptation. The things that we have to overcome. Are those things that are in us. Which may be there lurking in the depths of the basement. And the word can help us overcome them. I'm hungry, but it is written. I can receive all this power, honor, glory, kingdoms, but it is written. It does say that in the Bible about the angels holding me up so I don't damage my foot. But it is also written. That's the contention between light 
and darkness and the difference between those who will enter into the kingdom and live a kingdom receiving the gospel message of the kingdom lifestyle when the word is cutting thy will be done and the word is going to cut the word is going to challenge the word is going to separate but kingdom people recognize it's not my will but thy will that is to be done and in such cases they can cease from opposing themselves by doing truth the word of the living God is truth what else could it be the only reason why you're gonna lie is through fear it's through exposure why else would you lie why would you lie that you've been cheating you don't want to get caught that's fear why would you lie that you've stolen you don't want to get caught you don't want to get caught you don't want to be embarrassed you don't want to be ashamed you don't want to pay the price. You don't want to lose that person. The father is fearful of no one. Or nothing. Why would he need to lie? He doesn't need to lie. So he speaks the truth. The word of the Most High is truth. Those who do truth come to the light. If you're in the light and you've come to it, you can see. Those who don't do the truth and Yeshua is the truth, is the life, are those who hate darkness because light reproves them like challenges them they are like the individual who goes into the wilderness and when the devil says would you if you if you just take some of that bread they take it now the bread in the wilderness There were people, brothers and sisters, who ate manna in the wilderness. That's the only bread that, that's the last bread they ate. The manna in the wilderness. There were people who, 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 who crossed over. Who came to the Jordan crossed over 
and ate bread in the land Father had promised them. When they got into the land, brothers and sisters, there was no more need for manna. It was unnecessary. But there were people who perished in the wilderness, having wilderness manna, rather than entering into the land and having promised bread, milk, honey, olives, grapes. People who, who are in darkness are like those in the wilderness eating that manna and rejoicing because they've got that manna. Rejoicing because they've, they've got the bread that Yeshua resisted in the wilderness. When, he said, when the enemy says to them, if you worship me and serve me, I will give you a, a, some power. They worship and serve. They yield unto his voice rather than that of the Most High. They don't want their deeds to be reproved. They don't want their deeds to be exposed. But the reason why the expose is important. Is because the Father's love... He desires to find that blotch, that blemish, that uncleanness, that unrighteousness in you so you can dwell in his presence. He is the source of life. And the source of life wants you to connect back with him. Verse 21, he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in, in God. Turn with me to John chapter 8. Verse 12, Yeshua said, Then spake Yeshua again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now notice, Messiah didn't say, He that recites my sayings, he didn't say, he that quotes me. Nor he that writes down what I've said in their notepad. He said, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Messiah 
He ascended up to heaven. How are we supposed to follow Messiah when he's up there on the right hand of the Father today? We follow him by observing what he said, observing what he did, and doing the same, saying the same. That's how you follow him. If you do truth, you come to the light. The light is life. If you're in the light, you're in the life. You can see. If you don't do truth, you're in darkness. You're in death. You're blind. That period of temptation. Messiah is saying to the devil, I want nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. And I want everything to do with the kingdom of the Most High where Jehovah reigns. And as he is walking out that kingdom, he is saying to the people, the kingdom's here. Repent. Repent, believe the gospel, the kingdom is here, it is here right now. When you repent, confess your sins, turn your life around, the kingdom of the Most High is within you, then you can see. You're not blind anymore because you're walking in light and if you're walking in light, you are walking in life. You're no longer part of the kingdom of darkness where death abounds. You're walking in life, in light. He carries on. We're going to jump to verse 31. Then said Yeshua to, his, to those Jews which believed in, on him. If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So we now have truth again. Truth is light. Doing truth brings you into the light. It will expose the darkness within you. But if you continue in his word, which is truth, which is life, which is light. You not only will be one of his disciples. You will be free. You'll be free. You will be free. Now, th this passage of scripture is quoted often, but it's not quoted 
in the correct context of what he is speaking. There are people who are talking about a freedom that Yeshua spoke of while at the same time advocating a subjection to darkness. Whether that be in the church, entertainment or media. Verse 33. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou? Ye shall be made free. Notice, brothers and sisters, how the people are in self-denial. They're in self-denial because they're blind. We're not free. We're, we're, how, how can we be made free when we've never been slaves? More than ever before, you should be able to see, especially with the teachings that have gone forth with the kingdom power and the glory with the um, exploring the gospels how enslaved mankind is not necessarily with chains on their wrist and on their ankles but beginning here mankind being corralled in a captivity which they can't discern with their natural eye and their natural ears but without a doubt they are slaves and the Most High wants to free them from that slavery which they can't discern and prepare for them to by preparing for them to receive the good news of the kingdom and to keep mankind enslaved the devil creates an infrastructure that feeds man's flesh that feeds man's flesh all men since the time of Yeshua was given access to the light it lit up all men however the kingdoms of this world, the infrastructure of oppression and the powers that be create and manipulate the world into an ever descending pit of darkness. To the degree now where people think it's impossible for them to keep the words of the Most High. Even though he said Let's go there now. Turn with me to First John. First John chapter five. Verse one. Whosoever believeth that Messiah is or Jesus is Messiah is both is born of God and everyone that loveth him that beget loveth him also that is begotten of him by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous 
even in the church you have the idea that keeping the commandments of God is a burden that no man is able to fulfill the only way that is true brothers and sisters is if that man isn't filled with the spirit that's Romans chapter 8 so you have a system that's created a world that's been created by the God of this world the devil in order to fulfill the lust of your flesh to keep you in service to him And just as Messiah made it clear all those years ago, we have to make it clear today. There is another kingdom. There is another way. And though in the kingdoms of this world, you may be without hope. There is hope in the kingdom of the Most High. Though you may be lost in darkness, in the kingdoms of this world there is light in the kingdom of the Most High if you're being broken down if you're being beaten if you're being oppressed in the kingdoms of this world in the kingdom of the Most High there is peace there is Shalom there is sustenance there is provisions And we brothers and sisters need to deliver that message not just through the words of our lips but by our own testimony we can't be teaching people about light if we're in darkness ourselves we can't be advocating a transition to a kingdom which we are not a part of and I want to go to a final scripture here and I may be um, expanding upon this particular scripture in another teaching but I want to go to to Romans 11 go to Romans 11 please verse 8 by faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised 
therefore sprang even there even of one and he as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth for they for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country and truly if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out they might have had opportunity to have returned but now they desire a better country that is and heavenly wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a city Abraham who is considered the father of faith was a stranger and pilgrim to this earth if you go all the way back to the book of Genesis you can see what Abraham was doing in terms of his exercising of faith is what we brothers and sisters need to do If you make this world your home, unlike Abraham, who was called to come out, you won't have access to this city, to this kingdom, whose builder is the Most High. See, Abraham, he went into Egypt. He went into, unto Abimelech. His children went here and there. But having stayed in the region they didn't consider themselves to be Canaanites, Philistines, Egyptians. They were nomads. They recognize that Father has promised us this land. But when he says to get up, we need to go. When there's a famine over here, we can move over there. When Father tells us to stay, this is where we stay. The reason why they can do that is because they recognize we're strangers, we're pilgrims, we're not claiming this, we're not claiming that. What we claim is the promise. 
Yeshua's declaration in the wilderness with regards to the word and the statements of the devil is the self same thing the cancel of the subscription of the kingdom of darkness and looking for yearning and desiring to be a part of the kingdom of light Abraham modelled that unto us and he did so by faith we have to do the same when we do that brothers and sisters we're walking in light when we're dealing with people who are not walking in light we can't be discouraged those people are blind they can't see truth if they can't see truth we don't need to be discouraged when they disagree with the truth that you're doing they can't see the truth they're blind but just because so-and-so is blind doesn't necessarily mean we should follow after those people Because if you walk in darkness long enough, even though you've got eyes to see, you'll become blind too. So again, going back to the very first thing that I said. When we read the gospel, we can look at the, the result. The miracles, the signs, the wonders, the power. We need to also, more importantly, look at the preparation. The preparation. How did Yeshua prepare for this gospel of the kingdom? How did Yeshua prepare for the ministry? If we do that, brothers and sisters, then we align ourselves to not just recite the things that he said, to quote them, but to follow him. If we follow he who is light and he who is life, then we're going to be walking in light and in life ourselves if we come out of darkness into light yes we will be exposed yes how we live and what we do and how we speak and the things we touch and the thing and our communications and our relationships will be exposed to the word this is the purpose of repentance and if we allow ourselves to to humble ourselves unto the word 
then the promises in the word are ours. So I want to conclude with prayer. I want to conclude with prayer. And I'm hoping, brothers and sisters, that this has been a um, a blessing unto you today, an encouragement unto you today. My prayer, as always, is that those who are making these kind of decisions with regards to their life hear these messages and are willing to make the changes to repent to be baptized to be filled with the spirit so the body of Messiah can grow can mature so the kingdom of the Most High can forcefully expand Father in heaven I'm thankful for this day This is a day that you have made And I pray Father that as I have spoken That those who have been given ears to hear Were able to receive this message Were able to turn their lives around and to not be conformed to this world but to be transformed by their renewing of the mind so father by your word by your spirit i pray you help me to renew my mind help us to renew our mind for you are the creator of this world but the world has been hoodwinked into propping up our adversary into rulership and dominion. But we, Father, recognize that you reign, that you are sovereign, that you are Lord of all. So forgive us where we have fallen short. Convict us and remind us where we have Walken off the track that's following you Allow words to jump off the page Where we may, may have transgressed and not even know about it Help us to remember that you are the source of life That your word is truth and light To convict us to comply to what is written And I pray Father for everyone Who is hearing me for the first time Or desires to be baptised To be filled with the spirit That they receive the confirmation that they needed So their lives can be transformed from this day on I bless your name I thank you Amen
said to the king. Well, brothers and sisters, we've come to the conclusion of our of our teaching here. I'm going to be looking at some of your questions and comments to see if there's anything that um, I need to respond to. And now would be a good time if you if you are from the UK or beyond and you desire to be baptized, you desire for ministry to take place in your town, in your city, in your region, to get in touch. And just like what I showed at the beginning of um, the service today in the introduction, in the countdown, all you need to do is head over to hoiuk.com and scroll down and you'll find a page where there's plenty of information with regards to the missionary journey. And if you let me know where you are and if you would like to be baptized or discipled or you want um, service and ministry to take place where you are, then you just need to scroll to the bottom and put in your information and then I'll be able to reach out and get in touch with you so that's here's your opportunity to do that additionally like what I showed on the introduction if you desire and feel led to support this ministry if this ministry has been a blessing unto you then I encourage you to be a blessing unto myself and the, my family and the ministry and enable us to, to to continue to serve the brethren and serve the most high okay so it's good to see you all it's good to see you all Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shalom Apostle Eke saying, send your messenger, Pastor Marcus, to Nigeria next. Glory to the King, if it be his will. I've heard, there's been a number of people who have been, or a few people have mentioned for me to go to Nigeria. If it be Father's will, if he makes a way, then I'll follow. Sister Julie saying, it was Elijah who said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If Jehovah be God, serve him. And if Baal be God, then serve him. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Notice how when um, 
he said those things that the people answered him not a word there was complete confusion and people weren't able to discern between Jehovah the true and living God from Baal and I guess this in the day and age that we're in it's no no different Baal has his prophets his priests he has the king he has the queen the military the most high just needs his prophets his apostles his evangelists his pastors his teachers his ministers his rulers his givers his merciful people those who he has been gracious unto and given gifts though they may be a remnant if he has those people standing true to his word in the light in life there's no weapon that can be formed that will prosper against them nor their kingdom that's the truth and the devil knows it that's why he works so hard on in indoctrination he works so hard in the field of indoctrination the printing press the digital media entertainment films music the education system academia eco economics politics history culture All of these things have got people to the place where they're confused to not be able to discern that this world and the kingdoms the power and glory of this world is designed to usher you to death and Yeshua would rather get on the cross and go through crucifixion so we can ascend to the alternative like just what does that say to us someone would rather suffer death in the most brutal way than subscribe to the kingdom of this world the power and glory thereof Turn with me back to Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52 verse 14. As many were astoned at thee, 
His visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Messiah would rather, knowing the prophets, be marred more than any man than to worship the devil. Than to serve in him. That should tell you, that should tell you something about where he came from. And where, if we follow him, we are going. Now that's an act of, that, that requires an act of faith. It requires faith to believe he came from there. And he's willing to suffer this in order for A, him to return, but B, for everyone who follows him to go there as well. That, that's some kingdom to be a part of. And we just have to mingle it with faith. Amen. I'm just continuing to go through some of your questions. there's any comments and so on glory to the king pastor marcus your words are truth and life praise jehovah amen spirit-filled words of light and life glory to the king thank you brother marcus amen amen jehovah continue to protect and provide all your needs for this mission and your family Amen. Glory to the King. Brother Robert saying, We love you. Nagi saying, Thank you. I was late coming in, but thankful for recordings, so I'll be seeing it from the beginning. What I came in to, though, I'm filled and blessed by fathers. Glory to the King. Amen. Well, I'm glad it was. It, it, it certainly ministered to you. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning, I had hoped to um, to be with the brethren in in Bracknell to deliver this word, but it seems as though the Most High parked me in Canterbury from Abraham's caravan. Um, and uh, maybe I may go through there another time or maybe not it's all in his hand um, but I'm thankful that that I was able to speak to you today I know that when that when the, the software of my laptop and computers ceased from working 
that had me um, thinking, thinking what in the world is going on here but uh, I'm hoping um, you, you continue to, to, to be blessed by um, this word nonetheless so I was saying Nigeria needs the truth again I would um, if it be father's will if it be father's will then I'll go I just know that um, there are times especially um, I hear people speak about in, like inviting but I need to just be certain these things are coming from the most high and um, if he's with me then then um, he'll protect, he'll provide, he'll supply he'll go before me and tremendous moves of the spirit will take place glory to the king Apostle Marcus, thank you for pouring out today and may the Father fill you up again and give you abundance and overflow. Amen. Glory to the King. Yeah, that, that passage in, 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 in Hebrews 11, that's a remarkable passage and I'm hoping to, to, to open that up and touch upon that um, some more because what what it what it shows us is the gospel that was preached unto Abraham and the impact that it had on him imagine now if Abraham had stayed in the land of Abimelech His descendants, or instead of moving and following the Most High, his descendants Isaac, Jacob, Esau, and all of the children would be like them. Father took Israel into Egypt and Israel became like Egypt in a period of 400 years but Abraham came before Israel so father was moving Abraham around here there and everywhere knowing that wherever his feet touches He's going to give it to him and his children. And as a consequence, what Abraham was doing is recognizing that though this place is given unto me, I'm not claiming this place now outside of the promise of the Most High that this is my land, my seed's land and it will be handed over in his time though there were cities the city he wanted was the was the one 
the Most High created. And we are waiting on that self-same city. So the word today is don't get caught up in what's going on in the world and whereby you get captured in your imagination and in your thoughts by thinking carnally rather than thinking kingdomly. Because when you think kingdomly, there's any, every town, city, village and nation of the earth, there is the kingdom. If Jehovah reigns. If you're ministering the gospel. If you're demonstrating the gospel. Because remember, Yeshua didn't just talk. He demonstrated so it doesn't matter if you're if you're if you're a teacher or an apostle or a prophet or a pastor or an evangelist. You can be one of those servants, one of those services, one of those ministers who doesn't necessarily teach with their mouth in terms of oration in front of a room, but demonstrates and teaches through their service to the body. Thank you for fellowshipping with us today. I hope the word was a tremendous blessing unto you. If it was, then visit our website at hoiuk.com. Subscribe to our newsletter to stay connected. Follow our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And why not fellowship with us live in real time each Saturday at 1pm on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope and DLive. I hope to see you again soon. Shalom.